Howdy, everybody. This is David Sanchez, and this is episode 37 of the Riffs or Die podcast for May 14, 2021. It's official, everybody. I have been canceled. Censorship is the word of the day. For the first time ever, I had one of my podcasts removed from YouTube. YouTube took down episode 36 and they gave me a warning saying that if I did anything like this again, I'd get a strike and be locked out of my YouTube account for a week and unable to post anything. So first one here is a warning says your content was removed due to a violation of our community guidelines. I was told that it was removed for medical misinformation. I filed an appeal. They didn't specify which part was medical misinformation, but I filed an appeal and asked, can you please explain to me specifically which part of my podcast was medical misinformation? I genuinely need to know. Thank you. And I genuinely would like to know because, A, if I'm wrong about something, I really would like to know that, and B, I would like to know the things that I'm not allowed to say. And they sent me an email And it said, we have reviewed your appeal for the following content. Video number 36, Riffs or Die podcast. We reviewed your content carefully and have confirmed that it violates our medical misinformation policy. We know this is probably disappointing news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. How this affects your channel. We won't be putting your content back up on YouTube. If your appeal was for a warning, you will not be given another warning in the future. So basically, there is no explanation whatsoever as to which part of my podcast was deemed medical misinformation. I can only speculate as to which pieces they didn't like, but I don't know and I don't think I'll ever figure out what it was because they're not willing to tell anybody. I think it's really interesting that social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc., they will say that this post was found to be partly false, but they won't tell you which part is false. Now, back when I had an Instagram post removed several times, they said it was for inciting violence. And I've recently added a video onto Instagram and it comes with a warning saying that our independent fact checkers have found this to be partly false. They don't tell you which part is partly false. They just say part of it's false. We'll let you try to figure out and guess which part of the eight minute video is false. So digging in to who these quote independent fact checkers are, I found that it's PolitiFact who is doing the, quote, independent fact-checking. Now, PolitiFact says right there on their website that they are owned by a company called Pointer, P-O-Y-N-T-E-R. Now, Pointer deems themselves the International Fact-Checking Network. And on their website, I clicked on the link called Major Funders. And on the major funders list, we have, what do you know, Facebook, who owns Instagram and WhatsApp, 
and none other than Google. Google is also a major funder of Pointer, who owns YouTube. So these quote-unquote independent fact-checkers are being paid by Facebook and Google to fact-check information on Facebook and Google. No conflict of interest there, right? <laughs> you gotta be crazy. You gotta be a crazy conspiracy theorist to think that there's a conflict of interest there. So just think about that for a second. Facebook and Google are paying the fact-checkers to keep their websites clean and clear of ideas that go against their narrative. Hmm. That doesn't sound like independent fact-checkers to me. That sounds like fact-checkers that we selected and are paying. Now, I think it's worth noting, I'm here on pointer.org, and again, it's P-O-Y-N-T-E-R. I'm on pointer.org on the major funders page, and they have another list on here called the largest custom training partners in 2019 to 2021. On here, I see a list of things that they call their custom training partners. I'm going to read off a handful of them that I recognize. So right here we got ESPN, Facebook, Huffington Post, National Public Radio, a.k.a. NPR, Newsweek, New York Times, The Washington Post, TikTok, USA Today Network, and Vice. So all of these companies that I just listed off here are on Pointer's website, the world's biggest fact-checking network. All those companies are listed under largest custom training partners. So I'm not exactly sure what that means, but it sounds to me like Pointer is likely training people at these organizations to make sure that they're getting the facts straight by the fact-checkers that are being paid by Facebook and Google. Interesting. Interesting to say the least. So if you have not heard episode 36, I highly recommend you go back and check it out. Now, this whole situation with getting my stuff removed from YouTube really made me think of this George R.R. Martin quote. The quote is, When you try to tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. Seems relevant. Let me read that again. When you try to tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. So with me getting my episode removed from YouTube, you gotta wonder, what did I say that they do not want people to be hearing? I'm not sure which part of it got me booted. They wouldn't even tell me when I requested that information. So I'll let you guys try to figure that one out. But point being, the censorship is real. And I think we really need to pay attention to the people that are getting banned and censored. Because unless they're calling for outright violence and trying to spread completely crazy nonsense that's going to harm people, 
what they said may not be dangerous at all, other than to the people that pull the levers of power in our society. It may be information that could be wildly beneficial to the whole human race, but it's being censored by big tech companies. I don't want to harp on this too much, but I think it's worth starting off the show here, letting you guys know that even my little podcast here has been officially censored by the YouTube Google tech gods. Now, if you want to support the podcast beyond listening, you can go to riffsordie.com and pick up some cool merch, or you can go over to patreon.com slash riffsordie and become a Patreon subscriber. In either case, you're helping out the show tremendously, and I really appreciate you guys listening to this, and I encourage you to share it with your friends and family if you find this show entertaining or valuable. For those of you that already do it, thank you very, very much. And everyone that's already picked up some merch from the website or signed up on Patreon, I really appreciate you. Now, a big reason that I don't mind putting my neck out on the chopping block and speaking out and vocalizing some of the things that I do on social media or on this podcast platform, I'm doing it because I feel like we're living in a time where it may be far more dangerous to sit down and say nothing than to speak up and talk about this stuff. I think it might be far more dangerous to remain silent at the moment. So I'm expressing my opinions in a very public fashion, and some people don't like it. Some people do. But I'm doing it because I feel like our time is very short, and we really need to get the word out about some of these really important things happening. Because the number one thing that can turn things around or at least start to turn the ship around is information and people being aware. Knowledge and wisdom are the keys to freedom. And ignorance is the key to slavery. So if we want to be free, we need to be aware of what's going on and we need to uh, put our foot down somewhere you know a line needs to get drawn in the sand and we need to stick with that because we're on this really really strange apex where we're doing this teetering balancing act right on the verge of slipping into full-on totalitarian dystopia or a free society where people thrive and have individual liberty Now, I know which one of those two things I would love to see and live in. (laughs) And I think most people listening to this probably are on the same team here. So to all of you guys fighting the good fight, much appreciated. Now, I want to talk about something called the Ash Conformity Experiment. Ash is spelled A-S-C-H. The Ash Conformity Experiments. Now, what they did, this was social and psychological experimentation. What they did is they would have a test subject come into a room, and there would be a bunch of other plants that were in on the scheme in the room as well. And they would show everyone in the room these three lines that were all different lengths. The three lines were pretty clearly different lengths. And they would show a fourth line and ask, 
which line does this one map onto, A, B, or C? And they would go around the room, and all the plants would say the wrong answer. You know, the clear answer is A. They would go around the room, and all the plants would say B, B, B. And they would just go around the room. And they would get to the subject, the test subject, who was not in on the scheme. And they would be like, no, the answer is A. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? They would finish going around the room, B, 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 B. Okay, they would do it again. And they would do the same thing. You got three lines. The correct answer is C this time. And they go around the room, and everyone in the room says the wrong answer. A, A, A. And they get to the guy who's the test subject, and all of the sudden, he's just going along with the crowd because he doesn't want to be outcast and feel uncomfortable. And the test subject starts saying the wrong answer just to save face and feel comfortable like he's not an outcast. So they ran this experiment many, many times, and they found something really interesting. That when there was one other person in that room who said the right answer, the test subject was down to say the correct answer almost every single time without fail. So all it took was one other voice in the room saying the right thing, even though everybody else was wrong. Just one other voice gave that test subject confidence to say the right answer and to speak up and vocalize the right answer, even though it went against the majority, the group think. Now, why am I talking about this? I'm bringing this up because this also ties right in with why I am getting vocal about some of this stuff, because I feel like others might see me saying this stuff and maybe feel more confident in also vocalizing some of these things that I feel are important. Some of the things that I'm talking about are not just wild conspiracy theories that are pulled out of thin air. Like we are literally having to deal with some of these things on a daily basis and it is affecting our daily lives. It's unavoidable. The things that we are dealing with right now are major. They're uprooting our entire way of life. So I don't mind getting out there and vocalizing because maybe, who knows, maybe in the future it'll inspire somebody else who has a much bigger platform and a much bigger voice than me to get out there and feel comfortable to speak their mind about the truth and freedom. Truth and freedom are so valuable. And it seems like today a lot of people don't really care about the truth. It seems like today a lot of people don't really care about freedom. That's really shocking and disturbing because this country, the USA, was founded on the ideas of individual liberty and letting people do their thing as long as they're not infringing on the rights of others. Now, people can always say, well, what about the founders? They were slave owners and they didn't let women and people who didn't own land vote. Yes, completely valid points. I'm not talking about the people that wrote down the stuff and signed the declaration. I'm talking about the ideas themselves. The ideas are far more beautiful than the actions of the men who wrote the stuff. It's a lot like separating the art from the artist. 
we can look at what was written down on the parchment during the foundation of the United States of America and look at it as much more eloquent and moral and positive than the guys who wrote it down. So I'm never going to get on here and try to defend slave owning. I'm never going to get on here and try to defend making voting exclusive to only males who own property. That's not the point of any of this. So when people bring up those arguments, yes, they can attack the character, I guess, or the hypocrisy of those people. But the ideas that were written down during the foundation of the country were far more perfect than the men that helped create the ideas. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Uh, I hope I'm being clear on that. But anyway, I just want to get that out there. The Ash Conformity Experiment. A-S-C-H. You can look that up. There's videos of it. There's videos of it on YouTube if they're not banned and pulled off of there by now. But there are some YouTube alternatives out there. There's a lot of video content that's being stored on websites that are not YouTube. A lot of stuff that gets banned from YouTube gets put up on these other sites. For instance, BitChute is one. Another big one that I've heard of is Odyssey. I believe Odyssey is spelled O-D-Y-S-E-E. But if you're looking for alternatives... You might want to go check out BitChute or Odyssey. There's some really interesting content on both of those sites. I'm not avidly going to them, but I have stumbled upon videos and friends have sent me links of things that are on those websites. And it's shit you cannot find on YouTube. So perhaps I will start uploading all of these podcasts to those platforms just so this kind of censorship and removal of my content can't really happen again. On a lighter note, I watched a movie, an animated film, with my lady friend the other day, and it's on Netflix. I highly recommend you check it out. It's called The Mitchells vs. The Machines. And this movie was uh, really, really interesting. Like, the story was very interesting. And to put it in a short way, I could say it's almost like Terminator for kids. (laughs) The movie was about AI takeover of the entire planet. It was about artificial intelligence and robots taking over. But it was a PG movie, and it's all computer animated. And some of the people doing the voiceovers are Danny McBride, Eric Andre, Maya Rudolph, Conan O'Brien. Those are some that I remember from the credits. There's probably other famous people in there, but... Those are the ones I remember. But anyway, it was super entertaining, and the content of the plot was really, really interesting. And the content of the plot reminded me of things that we see going on today, and maybe it's a a slight glimpse into the kind of future that we're headed for. I don't know. Maybe not, but maybe so. Sci-fi writers have written about AI and robots superseding human intelligence for many, many, many decades. It's a common theme, and it seems to get more and more plausible and less far-fetched as the years go by. So that's going to be my recommendation for the week. Instead of checking out some music, I think you should go check out that movie, The Mitchells vs. The Machines. 
It was a good watch, and I got to be honest, in the first five minutes, I wasn't sure I'd be able to hang for the rest of the movie because <laughs> it was very spazzy and uh, really quick moving and definitely seemed to appeal to the younger generation of today. And uh, it was a little bit irritating in the first five minutes, but that kind of chilled out in the very beginning. And, you know, after five minutes, I got out of that cynical old man syndrome headspace and just enjoyed the movie. So when you throw it on, beware. It might be a little bit spazzy and annoying up front, but it gets really good really fast. The plot takes a big twist really early on in the movie and then just kind of doesn't give up till the end. It was a really interesting watch, and it was unlike any other animated movie I've ever seen. So like I said... It's almost like AI Terminator type movie for little kids. But there is a lot of stuff in there that is aimed at adults. There are a lot of references to other movies. And a lot of the subject matter, honestly, is not very child-minded, in my opinion. The main topics of the plot are actually pretty, like, big, heavy concepts. You know, the movie's about AI taking over the planet. It's not fully just for seven-year-olds. There's a lot that adults could get out of this film. So give that one a watch, and I would love to hear what you guys thought of it. You can always shoot me an email at podcast at riffsordie.com. Please send those over. Let me know what you thought of that movie. And also feel free to write in. Let me know what you've thought about the last few episodes. I know there's been some heavy stuff in some of them, but I think it's important content to talk about. And I want to just get it out there in the ether sooner than later so it's not building up inside of me. I'd rather just get the information out and then we can talk about other things. Like cartoons about robots taking over the planet. (laughs) To all my people in the southeast and on the east coast, I very, very genuinely hope you guys get that gas line up and running and you guys are not struggling for too much longer over there. Obviously, there's a lot of fuckery afoot in this country and uh, doesn't seem to ever really stop. This is just another new development in the world of fuckery that we see on a daily basis. So, East Coast, Southeast, I hope you guys get your stuff back online ASAP. I will be keeping my eyes and ears out for what is going on on that front. But all my well wishes from me to you. All right, last week I told you guys I was going to read some of these emails that you sent me, so let's do just that. Again, that email, if you want to write in, is podcast at riffsordie.com. Hit me up! All right, we're digging deep back into the past a little bit here because I haven't read any emails from you guys for the last three episodes. So let's see what we got here. Here's one that says, thank you. It says, hey there, David, longtime listener, first time caller. I just finished up with the most recent episode of the show, episode 34. Okay, that one I was talking a lot about censorship. That was just me solo. And he said, I just have to say, I appreciate so much the way you are able to articulate yourself in a way that is intelligent, easy to digest and especially with these topics that some would definitely deem as controversial in a calm and level-headed tone. 
Well, thanks. I try. It continues on saying, I'm so glad that there is someone out there that can reciprocate the thoughts I have towards the big government and the big pharma and everything like that without making me think I'm a tinfoil hat. Love the podcast so far. I look forward to listening to it in the office every week. Keep on fighting the good fight. Much respect. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot for listening and supporting what I'm talking about because a lot of people are not down to listen to this stuff. (laughs) Even if you give someone the facts and have video evidence and documents and photographs and recordings, a lot of people today won't even listen to that. They are just so brainwashed and stuck in their... uh, their, their mindset that was given to them, not created by them, given to them. They're stuck in this mindset, and, and a lot of people are not interested in hearing some of the things I talk about. But I am super appreciative of people like you that, that hear what I'm saying and uh, don't get offended, but instead just take it for what it is, just trying to spread information, try to make the world a little bit brighter. I really appreciate that. I'm not always as articulate as I want to be. I'm sure I could go back and listen to old episodes of this podcast and find stuff all over the place that I wish I would have said different. But, you know, I'm sitting here with the mic in my face and I'm just shooting from the hip. I don't have a script that I'm reading off of. This is all just coming straight off the brain. So I'm coming to you spontaneously from the heart. I'm not... uh, writing a big speech like a politician and coming out here to feed you guys a bunch of bullshit. I'm just telling you what I think. And uh, if that's appreciated, I think that's beautiful. And I really, really appreciate you guys being so brave in this hard time to listen to somebody who's not parroting CNN and the WHO and the CDC and all these other quote unquote experts and authorities. Maybe I do not have to respect your authority. What do you think of that? Well, thanks for that very nice email. That was really cool to read. You said thank me. I say thank you. Thank me? No. No, motherfucker. Thank you. Here's another one. This one is talking in reference to episode 35. Episode 35, I had my buddy... John Munier on, who is a respiratory therapist, and we were talking all about COVID and the jab and face masks and how viruses work and just health in general and how to prevent it. And I got a lot out of that conversation, and I hope you guys did too. Anyway, this one is regarding episode 35 there. This email is titled, The Hopkins Documents. It says, hey, Dave. Hope shit's doing all right, man. Dig the podcast. Lots of truth people need to hear. Thank you. That last guest was great. Reassuring to hear other people talking about shit that my gut has been telling me to trust. Was wondering how deep you've gotten into this shit and if you've heard of the SPARS pandemic 2025 to 2028 futuristic scenario that Gates, World Economic Forum, and Johns Hopkins enacted in 2017. No, I have not heard of that. I've heard of Event 201, but I've never heard of this SPARS pandemic. That's a futuristic scenario for 2025-2028. Moving on in this email, it says, A very interesting document. 
especially put together with Crimson Contagion and Event 201 in 2019. With all this cover-up and Fauci connection with the lab in Wuhan, what are your thoughts on this possibly being deliberate to advance the world agenda? What are my thoughts on this possibly being deliberate to advance the world agenda? I think that possibility is quite high. For instance, China knew that this thing got out of the laboratory or the wet market or whatever the fuck you want to believe. My point is, China knew that they had an outbreak of some kind with this thing, and they banned all internal travel. They banned people from traveling to Beijing and Shanghai and places like this, but they encouraged international travel. Almost like they wanted it to get out and go to other countries. Now, there were even countries that said, hey, China, we see you've got some pandemic going on over there. We don't want any people from China. We're going to close our borders to Chinese international travel. And China said, hey, guess what? If you don't let our international flights come over, fuck you. We're going to stop making all of your stuff. China is practically the world's factory, so they have a lot of power when it comes to telling countries what's going to happen. Countries don't make their own stuff anymore, with the exception of China. So when China says, hey, if you do this thing, we're going to stop making your products, other countries just fall in line. China was really smart to set things up in that way. But it definitely seems like there are some deliberate aspects to this thing, no doubt. I mean, for instance, all the richest people in the world have gotten richer, while regular people continue to get poorer and poorer, and uh, tons of small businesses have disappeared forever. Lives and dreams completely destroyed. Meanwhile, Costco and grocery stores, Walmart, Target, Home Depot, and Amazon.com are all doing just fine. You think that was an accident? I, I don't, personally, but to each their own. Anyway, this email wraps up with saying, like I wanted to think that maybe this was an accident and they are just taking advantage of it, but the more and more I research and use logic, it becomes tougher to see this as completely unprecedented. Cheers. Yeah, the more you look at it with just objective, clear, logical reasoning with no agenda attached to your mindset. Just look at what's going on, just the facts, with no bias whatsoever. It's pretty clear that this whole thing has devastated middle class and poor people, but has enriched people that are already super rich. It's made these giant multinational corporations even more powerful, and it has essentially erased all of their smaller competition. Chain restaurants are thriving. And all these big businesses, all these brick-and-mortar stores that are, you know, gigantic warehouse types of stores, they're all doing pretty good. But these mom-and-pop shops and restaurants and little shops and stores... They're really suffering and still struggling today, even if they're keeping their head above water. That is not the norm at this point. Thank God not everybody has been destroyed by this. 
you know, some of the best restaurants and shops that are small have remained open and successful. And that is a wonderful thing. We need small businesses like that. The last thing America needs is more shopping malls that have the same exact restaurants that you see in any suburban town USA. Thanks a lot for writing in. I really appreciate that. And uh, I hope that answered your question in there a little bit. But I'm going to have to look into this. This SPARS, S-P-A-R-S, SPARS pandemic 2025 to 2028 futuristic scenario. And it was put together by Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, and Johns Hopkins. It's really interesting. I'm going to have to write that down and uh, check it out. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Bill Gates is the unappointed god of vaccinations and health, even though he doesn't have a degree in medicine. And the World Economic Forum, which uh, has one of its main dudes over there named Klaus Schwab, who wrote that book about the Great Reset. And the, the thing they keep saying over there is, you will own nothing and you will be happy. So the World Economic Forum... It's a bunch of world bankers, and they've made it very clear what their intentions are. Their intentions are essentially to implement a communist-style takeover of the entire planet where you're going to own nothing, and you're going to fucking love it. Well, what if you don't love it? wonder if they considered that. Or just the fact that they say you're going to own nothing. Well, surely somebody owns it, so who is that? If I don't own it, if I don't own my house or my car or whatever anymore, who owns it? Reasonable question, I think, when they're making claims like you will own nothing and you will be happy. And keep in mind that the Great Reset that the World Economic Forum is talking about, they are talking about this happening by 2030. So in the next nine years, you are going to own nothing and you are going to be happy about it. For those of you that are listening that have never heard of the World Economic Forum or the Great Reset, I highly suggest you go and check it out. Just do some research. Look up Klaus Schwab. Look up the Great Reset. And they lay it all out right there. These are some of the most powerful people in the world, the people that run the banks, the banking system of the entire planet. They're coming right out and saying, by 2030, they're going to have all your stuff. And the idea is a lot like communism. Communism doesn't make everyone equal by raising up the poor. Communism chops off the legs of anyone who's rich to bring them down to the same level as the poor people. That's what they're openly discussing. So, you know, we got to pay attention to this stuff because there may be time right now to set ourselves up to avoid some of these pitfalls. But if we're completely in the dark and unaware, well... There's no quote by Mark Twain. He said, The man who does not read has no advantage over the man who cannot read. That's absolutely true. The man who does not read has no advantage over the man who cannot read. You're going to be just as ignorant as any other fool if you choose to not pay attention to any of this stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't want to sound doom and gloom, but there's some real serious shit. Some real serious changes going on in the world right now that I think we ought to pay attention to because they are destined to take over 
and uh, completely change our way of life, even more so than what has already happened with COVID. So I don't talk about any of this stuff to try to bump people out. I'm trying to make people a little bit more aware and maybe that can have a domino effect where the world gets a little bit better because more and more people are waking up and we're not just sleepwalking off of a cliff. Appreciate you writing in. Thanks for that. Now I'm going to read one more email, then we'll wrap this thing up. And the next time I do a solo episode, I will read some more of you guys' emails because I did get plenty between now and the last time I read them on the podcast. So send them on over to me. If you have questions, comments, corrections of things that I got wrong, or you have any funny concert stories, shit like that, please send them over. I'd love to hear from you. That email again is podcast at riffsordie.com. So with that said, let's dive into this last email. This one says, question for you. All right, let the Inquisition begin. It says, hey, David, I really... <laughs> I brought up the Inquisition. Here we go. He said, I religiously listen to your podcast. It's very eye-opening and informative. Keep it up. All right, I will. Anyways, enough sweet talk. I wanted to ask you, your worldview is very specific and your opinions are very strong on a lot of stuff. I wanted to know just how on board are the rest of the guys in Havoc with your worldview? How much do you guys agree on stuff like government, religion, conformity, and all of that stuff? Thanks for being one of my favorite musicians, and please come to Israel one day. It'd be amazing to see you here. Rad, thanks for listening all the way from Israel. Now, dude, I really want you to write back and let me know. Is Israel practically a two-tiered society? Because that's what I keep hearing, that with the vaccine passports and stuff, that Israel has essentially become a two-tiered society with people that have and people that have not gotten vaccinated. Obviously, the people that have gotten vaccinated, from what I hear, are allowed to do things and participate in normal society, whereas the people that have not gotten it are kind of outcasts. Please write back and let me know if that's real. I want some uh, inside info because it'll be helpful for myself and for everyone that's listening to this. So please write back, but I will answer your question here. So you said, my worldview is very specific and my opinions are very strong on a lot of stuff. No argument there. And you said that you want to know how on board is the rest of Havoc with my worldview? How, how much do they agree with the stuff that I talk about regarding government, religion, conformity? Well, I think that those guys don't have like a gigantic problem with the things I'm, I'm saying, especially in, in lyrics and on stage and stuff, all I'm trying to do is uh, try to make the world a slightly better place by having people be more informed and more liberty-minded because I think liberty is so incredibly important and freedom of speech is a huge deal. So I think they're on board with uh, the things that I'm writing about in lyrics. If they're not, they haven't really expressed that to me. But uh, where they stand on government, religion, conformity... You know, I think they're on board enough to uh, not make a stink about the topics I'm discussing in lyrics, so I can only surmise that they're not adamantly against 
what I'm saying. Because I think if they were adamantly against the things I write about in Havoc songs, they would probably say something to me. Like, hey, I don't really think you should say that line. Maybe we should rethink this part right here. Or, you know, that I don't agree with this song and what you're saying and the message you're trying to convey. So can we, like, rework this and, and make the song about something else or rephrase this part? Nothing like that's ever come up. And uh, because of that, like I said, I can only guess that they're fairly on board with it. But I don't know. I, I'm not inside of their heads. And uh, I guess the fact that I've never heard anything about it just leads me to believe that they're kind of into it. Same goes with a lot of our merch and stuff like that. Everybody kind of signs off on on merch that gets made and the messages that are conveyed on the artwork pieces that we put out and sell so yeah i think the guys are on board and to not be on board with the things i talk about in lyrics honestly would be a little bit silly in my mind just because what i'm talking about my songs is critical thinking and freedom i'm talking about liberty i don't want just liberty for myself and a few people i want everyone to be free I would love for everyone to be able to exercise their freedom of speech. That's a really important thing. It's the First Amendment of the Constitution in the U.S. for a reason. It's the first for a reason. It's the most important one. Freedom of speech is everything. Once you get rid of free speech, you get rid of free society. That's it. Everything else just crumbles under that. Free speech is the First Amendment for a reason. And a lot of countries don't have freedom of speech. It's one big thing that sets the U.S. apart from many other countries in the world. So even just with that right there, I don't think the other guys in the band could be too bent out of shape about what I'm writing about in Havoc songs, you know? All I want is for them to thrive more, including everybody who's listening to our music to thrive more. I don't want more oppression, more tyranny, less freedom. I want the opposite of those things. I want people to be able to exchange ideas freely and try to make the world a little bit better place because unless we can exchange ideas and have the freedom to speak out, we're never going to know which ideas are the best ones. We got to be able to communicate openly and freely and just let the best ideas win. So I hope that answers your question. And that's a very good question, but please write back and let me know what is up with Israel when it comes to getting poked in the arm. Please write back, and thank you very much for writing and listening. Everybody, if you made it this far, I appreciate you very much, and you guys are by dire, smile. If you believe in free speech and you're not down with the censorship and you think the messages in this podcast are valuable, please consider getting yourself a shirt from riftsordie.com or signing up on Patreon. The Patreon subscriptions really help me a lot. And the support from you guys is what helps keep my head above water during this total uncertain time in the music biz. So if you would like to support the podcast, please go to patreon.com and sign up. You can even sign up for as little as $5 a month. Or, like I said, go pick up a t-shirt or a sticker or a poster or something like that from the website, riftsordie.com. 
I know you have a lot of options in the world of podcasts and radio and TV and YouTube, and your time is very finite and your time is valuable. So the fact that you choose to spend time listening to this means a lot to me because I know how valuable your time is. And I understand that you have so many choices out there. So the fact that you're here right now, hearing my voice, I just want to tell you, I love you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Some of the things I talk about may not be important. Some of the things I talk about may be incredibly important. If you find any of this stuff important, please don't hesitate to share this stuff far and wide with your friends and family. The more this podcast can grow and we can get these messages of liberty and freedom and thinking for yourself and trying to leave the world nicer than the way you found it out into the world, the better this planet is going to be for all of us and future generations. I really believe that. Literally, I'm just speaking from the heart and I have freedom in mind. Freedom is a beautiful thing and freedom of choice is one of our greatest strengths the fact that you have the freedom of choice to listen to other things and you choose to come here means so much to me. And I just want to let you know that. So let freedom ring. And if you believe in freedom and you value the ideas that I'm sharing here, like I said, spread it far and wide. I appreciate you people. Hit me up, podcast at riftsordie.com, and let's chat that way. Another way you can chat in real time, face-to-face, we have little private powwow conversations. On Zoom, once a month, I do a little hangout with people. You can have access to that by going on to patreon.com slash die. Sign up and uh, come hang out with me once a month. We all just hang out. We have a good time. We talk about whatever anyone wants to talk about. You can ask me anything. And it's a real pleasure to do those once a month. So... That sounds good to you. You know what to do. I'll be heading back to Colorado for a few weeks next month. So you're going to be hearing me from a different continent shortly. Does Hawaii even count as a part of a continent? I'm not sure. We're way the fuck out here in the middle of the ocean. On a waterlogged volcano. That's all I got for today. You guys take care of each other and yourselves and uh, enjoy your time here on this planet. Live it up while you can. All we have is right now. Talk to you all soon. Aloha. Mahalo. Mahalo.